Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Ward and this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My guest today is Roberto Bava from the Bava Winery in Coconato d'Asti in the Piemonte region of North West Italy. Roberto, welcome. Hello, buongiorno. Buonasera, I think. Oh, it's th- it's, yeah, it's oh, afternoon. I didn't realize. All that, all that Barolo you've been drinking. Okay, <laughs> Roberto, tell me a little bit about the family history of the Bava Winery. When was it founded? We discovered we are growing the same vineyard back to the 18... Uh, sorry, the 1682, so roughly to We became uh, an official uh, winery in 105 years ago because they were building a railway station next to the farm, so we were able eventually to ship the wine around the world. 1911? Exactly. Right, okay. And did the railway line go to Genoa? The railways were linking uh, Asti to Torino, but it was on the the long way from, was a link between Genoa and Aosta. Yeah, we find we often forget the importance of railways in in stimulating wine growing because it's obviously easier easier to transport than. Listen, it, it, my great grandfather used to to deliver barrels to Torino. It's fifty kilometers. It took one day. Milano took two days. Horses and barrel on the back. I mean, if if you see old wineries, very often they are close to to a railway station. Yeah. Okay, so that was a little bit about the history. Now, how big is the Bava Winery at the moment? We have a family-owned company. Mm-hmm. The family is all involved in the, in the business, as usual, happen in Piemonte. I can say big. I mean, we we have uh, twenty people working in in the, in the winery, and we have uh, sixty hectares of uh, wine. We have the bottling line. We we. We ship all over the world. We are. So, what are your main wines then? What are your most famous, and what are your main wines in terms Let's of volume? Let's say that the main three grapes we grow are Barbera and of course Nebbiolo, because we have vineyard in Castiglione Falletto, which is the Barolo Heart, and Malvasia, Malvasia di Schiavano, which is uh, quite an interesting grape. Uh, White or uh, red? Red. Red, aromatic, and smelling of roses and raspberries. Quite unusual. Did you make that dry or sparkling? No, definitely sweet and uh, pétillant, not okay. really sparkling. So what would that be? What would you drink that with? Of course, I would say strawberries and cream, but uh, as soon as you go to Thai, in Thailand they would uh, drink it with, uh, with shrimps. Uh, if you go in Korea, they would drink it with uh, kimchi. So I'm quite open. I'm, I have a sensorial approach to the wine I make. Glad, glad to hear it. And the other one, so the Barbera, very underrated grape variety. Well, what, are its, what are its main qualities? Why, why is it so don't, special? Don't say any more underrated because Barbera, uh, I mean, I, I'm one of the of the Barbera boys that started the, the revolution in 1980s and uh, now Barbera is a great wine, well made. Uh, I can tell you I have 20 vintages to sell of Barbera, so it shows that it has a potential also to, to, to keep well. So it ages is more because of its acidity than its tannin. It's not a hugely tannic grape, is it? Normally it's not a tannic grape. Barbera used to have a kind of acidity, but with modern technique we can mild the, the character, but still keeping a, the great identity, working on, of course, as usual, on, on the clone, on the soil, etc. There's a new story in Barbera now. I don't know if you heard about Onitsa, the sub-area of Barbera. So it's going to be the third great red from, uh, from, Barbera, from Piemonte, sorry, after Barolo. And Barbera. So Nizza is N I Z Z A. It's a particular. What makes the Nizza zone in the 
Barbera Dusty area so it's, special? Is well, it slime it? Well, soil? no, no, no. Historically, it's known to be like the very heart of the Barbera Dusty. And the soil is, is peculiar. There's uh, sandy soil. It's quite spicy as a character. And there's a great potential of uh, a nutritional uh, fact, they would say in the back label. I mean, uh, minerals, uh, antigens, uh, great alcohol uh, potential, and quite well balanced. So all of this makes a great uh, quality wine. And one of the main differences between Barbera Dusty and Nizza is Nizza is always 100% Barbera, whereas Barbera Dusty is, I think, only 90%. It can be 100, but it's a minimum. I'm glad you've been studying. This is quite not well known. Yes, <laughs> Nizza. Is 100% uh, Barbera. In the Barbera Dusty, you're allowed to have uh, up to 15% of traditional uh, red grape uh, close by in the same vineyard, like uh, Grignolino, Dolcetto, etc. So, it's in a way, it's pure, it's more specific, uh, it's more an expression of that specific area. Barbera Dusty, by the way, can be good everywhere, but uh, that Nizza is very peculiar, so it deserves to have a specific uh, name apart. Yeah, I think it's one of the, well, there are other examples, but it is an example of where Italian wine denominations make 100% sense. It is a special area. It is a special area of this particular grape. The wines do taste different. They have more intensity and more width and, mm. and more texture. And if all Italian denominations were as coherent as Nizza, life would probably be a little bit simple. Anyway, that's another story. So you make some sparkling wine? Yes, we do. One of our uh, wine in Malvasia is also sparkling. So uh, it's uh, we've been making it for 50 years now. It's a, it's a rosy wine, very aromatic. So it smell of again roses and and, and raspberries and strawberries. I mean, what to drink? Uh, Festa della Mamma, Mamma Day, Valentine Day. Uh, Day. Uh, You're a teenager, normally you're not invited to drink wine, but if it is like 4.5 is the minimum allowed, it's still a little more than a a simple beer. So it's quite drinkable, nice. Uh, You can even do a spritzer with it. It's a new way to see uh, one of the most traditional Piemontese wines. Tell me about your Barolo. Uh, Barolo, of course, is the jewel of the crown, always. We we have the privilege to have this little estate in the Scalone area, which is just uh, under the tower of Castiglione Falletto. It's six hectares, so it's not a big uh, quantity, but uh, it's perfect, it's elegant. Uh, the terroir, what's the terroir like? Is it sloping? Is it flat? Is it very... Uh, it's extremely steep. When they say, oh, Barolo is expensive, I normally invite them to, to take that uh, basket of 20 kilos from the bottom of the hill and, and go up to, to the cellar. They will realize why it is expensive. It's not, only, it's not always money. <laughs> I feel proud of, of being Piemontese and being a Barolo producer, of course, even if in, in such a small estate. And what is a good food match for Barolo? Everybody has their own opinion, but for your Barolo in particular? Well, I'm uh, I'm in a, in a Parmigiano mood recently. Uh, I like uh, to play with different seasoning of Parmigiano-Reggiano, and I believe that uh, 48 uh, up to 60 month seasoning Parmigiano could be good, but... Uh, so a very strongly flavored one because it's aged, yeah? Yeah, no, they are, they are, uh, there's more, more character. But I wouldn't mind uh, to, I don't know if it is shocking a little, but uh, to, to have... Uh, Cranberries better than raspberry with Barolo. Should we break the rule for a while? You sound a bit. You sound like you're a bit of a rule breaker, anyway. So I think that's a rhetorical I, uh, question, isn't it? <laughs> oh, oh. Does yes. it work? Cranberries I'm, with Barolo? 
try. What, make, what makes it work? Is the acidity of the cranberries? Uh, um, I, I discovered these uh, dried cranberries. Uh, oh, dried and, ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they have that uh, that kind of cherish flavor, and and uh, they are soft, creamy, uh, it's flowery. I mean, uh, I think it's uh, it's good to balance uh, poly the acidity. And, uh, but again, it's, it's, it's provocation, can we? Not the usual meat and cheese. No, that's good. Although they are often good matches for, I suppose, some people think that cheese isn't always a great match for it is. wine because it's, it's creamy and it, and it masks the tannins. And, but I think your idea of having an aged, sort of flaky, almost spicy cheese could make a pretty good match with mm. uh, with your Barolo. Okay, I just want to say thanks to Roberto Baba. Uh, on your business card, uh, everyone's been like, normally people say, oh, export manager or um, used technical to. director or all this. Yours says Roberto Baba, fun manager, I as am, opposed to fund manager. I am the director of fun of the winery, actually. Okay. I used to be the expert manager. My brothers were complaining, you go around, you organize parties around every place in the world, uh, drinking and eating looks like it's easy. You say, hey, come on, you must be a professionista to do this. So to, to, to cut uh, the story, I decided to be officially. So they no more complain. I am the fund manager. Nice one. Nice to meet you, Roberto. Roberto Bava from Bava Winery in Coconato Rasti in the Piemonte region. Thanks very much for coming in. And I hope to... Um, yeah, I want to try that cheese and wine pairing you suggested. Okay, you're welcome. Yeah, you come, come to Barolo and have a look. Yeah, some aged parmesan. Sounds very tempting. Thanks a lot, Roberto. Grazie. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.